Hello, listeners. This is First in Gold with Freddie and Pete, a football podcast with everything 49ers first. How do you see this this Julio Jones potential trade to San Francisco shaking out? I guess the real question is, do you think we need him? Um, what what are the odds you think of that that we would want to give up to get a guy like that? And knowing his resume and kind of what he's what he's accomplished, he's thirty two. Um, how do you see him fitting with the Forty ers I think he would fit really well. Obviously, he knows Shanahan and and his system. And as Julio Jones, he'd fit in any system. You would kind of tailor the system around him a little bit as well, just because right. of the player that he is and what he can do. Right. Um, we all know he can rack up the yards. He hasn't been the greatest scoring mm-hmm. threat as a wide receiver, but I mean, Probably you know, that's not his fault though. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, what the product of what's, what's been around him and, and all that. But um, now I, I'd be all for the 49ers to get him if they could, um, as long as the price is right, you know, he, the last year he had a bunch of hamstring issues and I believe the year before that he had a, a couple, couple smaller injuries. Mm-hmm. He is, he is 32 years old now. So he's, he's going to be tapering off in the level of play that he's, you know, shown us from before. Um, and I think he might be starting to hit, hit that injury bug. So I, I don't know. I'd be pretty skeptical. I wouldn't want to like give up everything that we have just to get him. Right. You know, I feel like we have a pretty, really solid offense, even without him. Um, yeah. We don't have the first round picks. I don't think that's what it would take to get him. If it was something like a third or fourth round pick to get him, I would, I'd be all in on that. Right. Uh, we have the cap space. We can, we can make that work regardless um, with having to pay Fred Warner eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, if, if the price is right, you definitely pull the trigger and get Julio Jones, especially because you don't want one of your competitors like the Seahawks or the Chiefs exactly going out thinking. there and, and, and getting yeah. him, you know? Right. And, and that's the thing, man. I mean, I, I don't think we, you know, we're trying to sell, you know, jerseys or increase ticket sales. So getting him for those reasons really doesn't, you know, appeal to me. And I know Seattle likes to do that. They like to sell T-shirts and and uh, rack up their jersey sales with with getting guys, you know, back from the grave or, um, you know, big name players. Uh, I mean, you you're a big, you know, I, you're a big uh, opposing guy that doesn't like to bring in someone just because of the name. Right. And, and that makes sense. Right. And, and but this would be different, though. I mean, I, I think, you know, in terms of his elite status, you know, he's up there, obviously, with with the best of the best. Right. The Devontae Adams, the Michael Thomases, the Tyree Kills and. You know, Julio Jones' name is always going to be up there as a, as a top five receiver, has been for the last, you know, decade and probably will be for the next couple of years. To get him, I think it's just – it's a Super Bowl move, right? You're getting him because you you think you're, you're going to be playing in February this year or next year. So it's it's a short-term investment. Um, I think the three things that are concerning with, with, the, with the trade, though, would be uh, what's he going to cost you in terms of – per year, right? How much money? I think whatever he demands, 23 million or somewhere around there. Um, what are you giving up to get him? And then in terms of fit, I, I don't necessarily think that like he comes in and he automatically like, you know, changes the offense. I think he's just going to be, you know, uh, instead of having a traditional one, two and three receiver, I think we'll have, you know, uh, three guys that could potentially be ones, right. With Debo and Ayuk and, and Julio. And so, and then you have Kittle too, who's who's you know the best tight end in the league. So 
you know, bringing him in on board, I think it would be a seamless fit. I don't think you change your offense because of it. Um, you know, and, and I think he just adds to me, it's always a question, Peter, like, you know, in a hostile environment, it's third and eight, you know, you, you got to drive down the field. Like at some point you need like a guy to make a play. Right. And, and I'm not talking about a role player. I'm talking about like a superstar. Right. Um, Seattle has their DK Metcalf and, and, and uh, Arizona has their, their D hop, you know, I mean, we're in Arizona, Tyree kill. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah, L.A. doesn't necessarily have like, you know, because they, they're very similar to us where they spread the ball mm-hmm. out. You know, those seven, eight guys will catch the ball, uh, you know, in any given game. So um, but for most of the most part, you know, the, those big teams, the Bucks and, you know, teams that, that make it, you know, deep runs into the playoffs always at least have one guy who's like, you know, at some point he's going to turn it on. And when he does, you know, like a Steph Curry or a LeBron James, like you want a guy like that if you can get him. And so which is what Shannon had said, you know a while back, if, if there's a Julio out there and you're, and he's available, you go and get him. So, um, and that's what, what I was kind of thinking is if, in my mind, if the 49ers had Julio Jones, you know, two years ago when they were in the Super Bowl, would it have made a difference? And I was thinking possibly not. Yeah. I mean, when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, they had Julio, you know, they had a great offense that year and they were up 28, what, 28, three. Yeah. And they still lost. So, I mean, Julio, as big of a guy as he is, and he doesn't score touchdowns that often. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. Like if it's he's gonna his talent's gonna be tapering off. His level of play is diminishing. He he might be an injury concern now after having uh, a whole year of the hamstring. Um, I I don't know. Like if I would necessarily want to go after it. Um, you know, pursue it, pursue it so hard. Um, I don't know if he can be the guy that makes the the difference. I mean, we like you said, we got Kittle, we got Ayuk, we got mm-hmm. Debo. Yeah. Um, we still got we got running backs that can do things. We got right. Kyle Yushek. We got a lot of different weapons that can do different things. You can never have too many weapons, uh, and especially a weapon that has you know proven to be um, a game breaker, right? And you know, he, he, uh, he will, he would be the guy that you can depend on. He's reliable. I mean, I know he's always nicked up on the injury report, you know, with fancy football, you always see his name fucking as a questionable or game time decision, but when, but but he plays, he's dependable for the most part. He's, you know, he's played, you know, a good 70 over 70% of his games. He's usually, you know, ready to rock and roll each year. So, um, you know, yeah, he may get nicked up, but you know, he he's still in there. And you know, last year had had Atlanta been in the playoff hunt, maybe he would have, you know, been playing those last few few weeks, you know, during right. like the fantasy playoffs. But you know, I, I I'd like I'd like him for sure. Um, I, I think it would elevate the offense even more. Um, you can never have too many weapons, um, as as the Chiefs know, you know, with all the guys that they've you know accumulated. Same with the Bucks. So I think to compete, you know, in terms of firepower, you know, you, you do it. But you made a good point. I don't think we're desperate. This isn't two years ago where, you know, we were relying on like Trent Taylor and Jordan Matthews to like be integral parts to our receiving core in case like some of our guys weren't going to shake out. You know, I think we have a good stable group of guys that are going to be productive, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm going to be running, you know, uh, to the phones trying to like, make the trade for Julio right this second in terms of giving up a lot of capital for it. When you, like you said, we just don't have first round picks to throw away right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we traded for the Ferrari um, and, and that's going to be obviously like 
you know, a big, a big focus in terms of what happens, whether he starts week one or when he does start. And so, you know, to give him some help uh, and adding a veteran that is familiar with Shanahan and Shanahan obviously loves Julio um, would be great. But, you know, again, I mean, I think it boils down to what, what are you going to give up? And, and, um, and I, I don't want him to go to Seattle. I don't want him to go to, cause you already know the Rams would try to figure out a way to bring him to LA. And, you know, I know that, <clears throat> the uh, Cardinals picked up AJ green, but there's no doubt in my mind. They'd make a call to see what, you know, what, what, uh, what, what Atlanta would What's want the for price tag. Yeah. yeah. Give and that's the thing. another weapon. So, yeah, that's the thing I'm kind of thinking is at, at, it makes a lot of sense for Atlanta to trade him, but I, I don't know their mindset. Are they a hundred percent wanting to get rid of him? They don't, I don't know if they really need to clear cap space, but they definitely need to rebuild, and now is the time to do it for them, especially in right. that division. Right. It's it's right now it's the Bucks division. Mm. No, they're not unless you know some injury happens to uh, Tom Brady. Right, they're it's it's their division, and outside of that, the Saints are going to be struggling with Winston. They're going to win mm. games, but they're not going to be. They're, then they might make the playoffs, but they're not going to be uh, Super Bowl contenders in my mind. Right. And you got Carolina, who's already rebuilding. They got a solid young quarterback. They're rebuild. They got plenty of options around him. They're stockpiling talent. And then uh, who else? Who else is there? And then and then the Falcons. And the Falcons are stuck in the middle. They don't have, you know, their quarterbacks getting older. Julio's mm-hmm. getting old. They have some young talent, but they need to start rebuilding now before it's too late. Yeah. And and then you're behind now. The Bucks again rebuilding. Or the Saints, because now the Saints got a quarterback, and yeah. and now is the time to do it, you know, so that you're ready to go in two, two to three years from now, and, and take that division. But but they, they they drafted Kyle Pitts for the the standpoint that you know you wanted to pair him with Ridley and Julio, and mm-hmm. and now obviously you have Matty Ice there. So to me, it's like you're not even going to give that a year to see what that would have looked like to have all those weapons for for Matt and. Yeah, they may, they may have to score 42 points a game because they're going to be giving up 38. But, you know, that that's – you know, some teams are built that way where, you know, they – they lost some, the center too, though. They right. lost the center. Yeah, he, he came to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, it boils down to, you know, price and what you're willing to pay. Niners have the money. You know, we have the eighth most money in the league. No mm-hmm. question that we can afford them. It's not, it's not about us being cheap and not wanting to pay Julio. We'll, we, we'll pay Julio what he's worth. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know if I, if we have right now the capital that they may want for Julio because we're not giving them a first round pick. We just don't have that right now. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody would offer that. That'd be kind of, kind of outrageous and pretty, really, really desperate. Some teams get desperate, you know, and, uh, and especially when you're, you know, you're looking at the teams you're playing in your division. Sometimes that your hand does get forced. I mean, we've seen teams do it a lot, right, in, in the past where. You know, you see one team do something and the next team has to do something to, to keep up with, you know, just the uh, the optics of of what where you may stand in the division. So when it comes to receivers, man, I, I think, you know, uh, you can never have too many pass catchers, uh, but you definitely will, will always want at least one elite guy that is a pass catcher if you can get him. I mean, we're lucky and blessed that we have George Kittle, but, you know, from a schematic standpoint, I, I'd love to have Julio run his traditional routes with, you know, Debo and, and, uh, and IU doing the misdirections and a lot of the window dressing plays, but letting Julio do what Julio does 
or putting him in positions where, you know, he does, he does get open on a drag route and then let him just take off, you know, for 40, 50 yards. So um, it'd be fun to watch. I, I love it. But, you know, again, I mean, you know, fantasy football is one thing. Reality is another. So um, we'll just have to wait and see, you know, after June 1st, if the 49ers want to, you know, um, put a bid in. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm definitely thinking that it wouldn't happen before June 1st with all the, the cap reasons that uh, Falcons would end, end up still owing him. 40 million i believe it right. is uh, well but they'd have a about 23 million in dead cap space and, and not save very much if they traded him before june june 1st so right. if anything happens it is going to be after that date so in a couple of weeks we should find out and see if he's still going to be in atlanta or, or if he'll be in a mm-hmm. uh 49 one of 49ers competitors arms or in our arms so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one way or another, we'll, uh, we'll we'll cheers to it next week, man. When uh, you know, when I swing by and grill up some steaks with some some good <laughs> bourbon, and and hopefully by then we have a little bit more uh, more information on he's coming to to the bay. Thank you for listening to First and Gold.